0: The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us
1: today, Mr. Raquel.
0: I... well, the the lady here said I should, uh... that it would help.
1: Allison, yes. She's your emotional support individual. She's here to help you as well. We're all here to help you.
0: I'm... Still not sure what you're helping with. Uh, I thought I was going to get some coffee. Didn't we have coffee?
2: (sighs) Yeah, yeah, old man. I'm on it. Just try to talk to the group.
0: About what?
2: I don't fucking know. Pick a subject.
1: Allison, we don't raise our voices in group session, so I'm going to have to ask that you keep your frustrations in check. Now, this
2: is difficult for all of us. So, it's important to be patient. He doesn't even remember my name, even though I've said it every other fucking word. He doesn't know what I'm doing here, and you want me to... (sighs) No. You know what? It's fine. I'll go get coffee. Maybe if I leave.
0: Perhaps he should take this apart, Squid.
1: Maybe
3: it will actually speak the same language.
0: <laughs> I do speak the dialect of Old Centurion, the primary language of the ancient Alpha Centauri culture.
1: Brilliant idea, Jeppy. Mr. Arkell, would you like to hold the emotional support individual Squid in Allison's absence?
0: Well, sure. I suppose so. Monsieur, I've had my share of the emotional support. Kind of cute in an ugly sort of way. My kids would like you. Probably try to rename you to something like emotional support poop squid, knowing them. Hmm. Children
4: oftentimes enjoy employing scatological humor as a way to glean a negative
0: or positive reaction from their parental units. Well, I suppose that's true. Would
1: you... Like to tell us
0: about your children, Mr. Oakham?
1: Anything you remember about them.
0: Well I have a, a son, and I I think I I wanted to be proud of him. My daughter, too, but they're both so much like their mother in their own ways. At least they were when I saw them last. I just I wanted things to be different.
3: Okay, look, I know the decor isn't great. This is a holding cell. But all this damn construction means there's like no office space, and I want to hear both sides without the bullshit and without the constant buzzsaw. I think my teeth still heard from the sound of that thing. My teeth! This is a holding cell. Yeah, I know, Reyes. They didn't have any rooms in the Paradiso. I'm so sorry for the inconvenience.
2: This is bullshit. We didn't do anything wrong, and if Captain Gray would just get her head out of
5: her ass...
3: Okay, that's not how this is gonna work, Chris. Wrong! You are done talking! No more time with a talking stick. Aaron, please tell me you're gonna give me more to go off of because what I read in the report coming in here is that you sprayed the police, Captain, with an illicit substance! And I'm gonna need you to back all the fucking way back up so that I can A, figure out how you got here, and B, figure out which one of the five of you I'm gonna shove out an airlock cause a star and supernova!
6: You're not actually going to space us, are you? Because that would be painful, and I really don't want to.
3: <laughs> You're in, so help me! Ah! Gah! now! How did you end up in the street bitch-slapping the
6: captain? If you want to be really technical, it started way before that, because there was this case that we wanted to investigate, because the captain won't let us do anything. So, Chris got a copy of the case file, and we went to go after the combatant.
3: Aaron, they're not combatants. They're suspects. MAYBE PERPETRATORS!
6: Right, but anyway, this Mask Yahoo is trying to make everyone be cybernetic even if they don't want to, and we thought we'd tracked Mask to their lair, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, Captain Grey shows up with her backup, and then Reyes couldn't get the shot. And then we saw Grey's partner just WHAM! tackle Mask to the ground, and then Mask was like, Taser, I'll stop you, or something like that.
3: Back up, did they really say Taser? Like, out loud?
2: Oh, for fuck's sake, Zeph. That's not really relevant. Point is, after Grey got in the way of us taking Mask down, we have to go pursue other leads. And while we were shaking down one of those leads, she showed up and wouldn't let us execute the op.
3: It's not an op. You're not here on an op. You're supposed to be here to liaison with the domestic police force. You have to learn the lingo, you have to walk the walk.
2: How are we supposed to do that when she won't even give us a foot in the door? We were trying to help. Zef, we're Marines. We need orders and she won't even give us the courtesy of a briefing.
5: Besides, she needs to loosen the rod wedged up her- I
3: SAID YOU DON'T HAVE THE TALKING STICK! Just... Look, Reyes, I get it. This is... This is not what the Commandant wanted you to do here. You need orders. I expected Maddie to give you something concrete to work on and she didn't. So... All of you stay frosty and just, for the love of all gods, do not cause more trouble. I'm going to go talk to the captain.
6: It's a holding cell. Where would we even go?
7: Jupiter's hairy balls. Fine. Really? What are you
4: five? You've been ignoring my calls ever since my birthday. I could ask you the same fucking thing.
7: Good talk.
4: No, 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 Paulus, no, no way. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. That was a low blow. Okay, I didn't mean that. I know this is on me. All right, but you won't even let me talk to you so that I can try to make this better.
7: You think this is just, what, what? Something you can give a lecture on and I'll come out of it, enlightened?
4: Of course not. But I don't want to lose you. So I want to at least try to work through this. I'm just asking for five minutes, all right? Thank you. Okay. So... So I, I know why you're upset. I, I, I get that. Um, and I, I dumped it on you. That's that's completely on me. So I completely respect why you're angry,
7: okay? One, I'm not having this conversation without a drink. Two, saying you respect why I'm angry isn't exactly an apology. So you're uh, not helping
4: your case. Um, okay. Uh, all right. All right. Here it goes. Okay. All right. So I am sorry that I hurt you, I get that, I know it hurt, and this is a mess I made, okay? It's squarely on me, and I am trying to clean it up, but it is not a mess for the reasons that you want it to be. What the fuck is that
7: supposed to mean?
4: <clears throat> I'm not sorry that I have feelings for him and you. And I'm not going to apologize for caring about both of you, okay? I have spent my entire life watching everyone I love die. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I just, I can't live my life lying about who I love and why. I would rather that you hate me because I've been honest to both of you than lie to both of you just to keep the peace. Wow. Just wow. That is profoundly selfish. Maybe. But it's the truth. And the kingery is a place that runs on lies. I told you I didn't want this place to ruin you. And I am not about to start being the first one to peddle that currency to you. You know,
7: this poetic bullshit, it doesn't really help your case either. This isn't some goddamn noble crusade, Tithia. You're not out of saving the world. You're talking about wanting to fuck and love Hebe. And the worst part is, the worst part, is that if it was just sex, I could almost get it. Oh, you have got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Yeah, because you know, see, you spent two whole years teaching lectures about how confirmation bias doesn't just exist in scientific experiments, but in AI. You practically gift wrapped the suggestion to your students that you programmed Hebe to fall in love with you. So if this was just sex with the programmable sex toy, I'd be fine with that. Hey, hey, fuck you,
4: okay? Don't talk about him like that. Whether or not I thought I programmed his feelings, he's still an individual. He's still a fucking person, Palace. He's a
7: machine. He's code. He's hardware. You can have sex with hardware, but then you had to go and have feelings for him. How the fuck am I supposed to compete with someone you can literally change to suit your newest relationship need? Maybe you can program him to suddenly feel fine with the idea of sharing you, but you
4: can't do that with me. That is not what I did! Or didn't do! Oh my god, I had been talking with Hebe for months trying to figure out what happened, and I didn't- I I didn't program him. I really don't think so. Even if I introduced some unknown element to his code, the reticulum would have allowed him self-corrective subroutines. You know, just like the organic brain does, obviously. Oh, is it that obvious? Yes, it is. Okay, because I introduced you to the concept of me being with both of you, and you lost your shit for an extended period of time, okay? So clearly, people are capable of ignoring or disregarding a suggestion. I swear to God, stubbornness is is the world's greatest self-corrective subroutine.
7: Why did you come here, Tithia? What is the point of all this? I'm not gonna be okay with you loving me and him. You're not a toy I have to share, okay? You're my girlfriend. You're supposed to be my partner. And the fact that you're letting your head get turned by, I don't know, by a glorified toaster is really making me wonder what the hell you're thinking. I mean, God, Hebe is not a flesh and blood person. I don't know what you see
4: in him. Yeah. Of course! How could the pansexual fall in love with the person on the inside and not the outside? That sounds so unnatural, says the lesbian! Are you done? With us? No. No, I don't want to be. With the idea that Hebe is somehow not worthy of my love because he doesn't happen to be built with the same parts as you? Oh yeah, I'm really fucking done with that part of the conversation. We are not having that again. I can't give you the answer you want to hear, Tithia.
7: Even if I thought for two seconds that I could go along with you dating other people.
4: One other person. I am not putting myself out on the market here.
7: One other person, right. I can't... I can't forget what he did to you. And I can't see why I'd ever want to.
4: If I forgave him, why can't you? No, I mean it. I'm not asking you to be best friends. But... I'm just asking you to be open to the idea that maybe I recognize that there is more to him than his worst day
7: you can't make this better for me okay you just can't i think you should go
4: Okay. will you please at least pick up the phone next time i call
7: no promises
4: i'm not giving up on us
7: it's not your call to make
8: Please tell me you're joking. He's joking, right? That emotional toddler
3: broke my arm. Yeah, and Maddie broke her jaw. I think you're even. Hardly. Also, this is a holding cell. You wanted to talk to us, so you put us in a holding cell? Okay, well, Maddie, why don't you start, since Cal seems to just want to sulk over there. This is a holding cell. I'm trying to help. But Reyes and the gang didn't quite seem to understand the gravity of the situation because from where I'm standing, I should throw away the key on both these holding cells until the construction's done on the precinct.
5: Zeph, those Marines have gotten in the way of literally every investigation I've been running on this army of the Evolved, and they've somehow managed to do that concurrently, as in all of the investigations at the same time. The statistical odds of screwing up all of my investigations on one subject have to be higher than anything on the table ball boards right now. I told them to stay out of the way, and they didn't. Still
3: trying to figure out how that ended in you getting spritzed in the face with a drug.
5: First, I told them to go learn the beat. Go talk to people, and just blend in. Easy beat cop shit. But no, that's not good enough. They hack into my case files and try to take out masks without probable cause, or evidence, or... Hey, you know, a warrant. The shit I need to have to do my job. So they fuck up our sting and the guy gets away. Yeah, yeah, about that.
3: Did he really shout taser? Oh, good. Glad to see you're focused on the right details, Zef. (laughs)
5: Oh, ow.
3: Just academic curiosity. That's
5: it. So after I tell them to cool their fucking heels, I find them harassing some professor who's doing some weird experiment with What did they call it, Cal?
8: Synesthesia. Oh, and they glowed, but uh, that seemed to be cosmetic.
5: Right. And instead of checking to make sure the professor had the right paperwork, a permit, waivers signed, all the shit we have to do when it's not an already scheduled illegal controlled substance, they start shaking her down. You can't just fucking do that. I know it. Cal knows it. Sure, you know it, Zeth, and they sure as shit should know it. Did it ever occur to you to give them some guidelines, training, anything? I don't have time to train them on how to do my job and also do my job. It's why I went to the fucking police academy. They want to learn to be a detective, they can go to school too, instead of the commandant throwing her weight around. We don't work for the Marines.
3: Seriously? That's what this is about? Holy shit, Maddie, they were here to help. And you're treating them like they're there to spy on you. They're under my command. You think I'm here to spy on you now, too? I really thought you knew me better than that. That is... that's some Arkell levels of paranoia right there.
5: Tell me you feel a hundred percent sure they couldn't have another reason to be here. Absolutely, one hundred percent, not a doubt in your mind. You look me in the eye and try to tell me that you don't think maybe, just maybe, they're here to catch Allison or Cass or me or you in the kind of shit the Commandant would just eat up. I'll wait.
3: My God, you fucking children! Fine, fine. Let's do it your way.
2: Jesus, what?
1: Terribly sorry to bother you, Alison, but I I wanted to see you. You didn't... Uh... You didn't return to the group session. Mr. Arkell was, well, a a bit upset by it, I believe. I wanted to ensure that nothing serious had happened.
2: Seriously? (laughs) No, it's fine. I'm only running an empire here. I've got plenty of time to hear my dad wax poetic about the person I haven't been since I was a fucking toddler. That was sarcasm, in case you were curious. I don't normally feel the need to explain myself, but you're staring at me like you just froze. So in case you have to know how much I don't have tolerance for bullshit right now, there you fucking go. No,
1: no, I absolutely did not misinterpret the statement. I'm afraid I could recognize sarcasm all too well. Tithia is quite versed on the subject. But I do have to ask... What do you hope to accomplish in your father's time in therapy? Therapy isn't just for him to regain his memories and to move past what the Fifth did to him. It's also to help you come to terms with who your father was and who he is now. The Fifth took a great toll on him.
2: Oh, yeah. Member of the Fifth who was double-crossing them? No, no, go on. Tell me more about the Fifth and why I shouldn't trust you with this. You do realize you owe me a fuck ton for what I did for you, right? I extended a huge amount of trust to you, even letting you back in this sector, much less to open a therapy practice for victims of the group you worked with. Believe me, I understand what it's like to play both sides, but before Tithia vouched for you, I wouldn't have given you the time of day. When she told me about the plan for the clinic, I genuinely worried about her judgment. I was unaware that... Tithia had spoken
1: to you about my plans ahead of
2: time. Yeah, well, her faith in you is the only thing keeping you in that building right now. So don't push it. You want to try to fix my dad? Have at it. But I don't know who he is. And he sure as shit doesn't know me. I lost decades with him. And now, I have to do that all over again with even less of a fucking baseline to work with.
1: With all due respect, how is he supposed to know you
2: if you don't attend. Hebe, he thinks he has a son and a daughter. I'm not about to take his relationship with Cass away. How am I supposed to explain that I am his other kid while I'm trying to make sure no one else knows about it? Besides, every time I talk to him, it's a reminder of who I'm not. I just, I don't have the energy or the fucking time to listen to him talk about Tommy.
1: There is a reason for you to attend as well, Allison. He is not the only one who is coming to grips with what has changed about the Arkell family. Your sister went from trying to kill you to helping you. And you, well, we both know my part in helping you become Allison, minimal as it was. And that's
2: exactly why I don't have time to be in there. I have shit to do, I have to figure out plenty without singing fucking kumbaya over it. So you know what? You want him to go to therapy with some support so fucking badly? I'll take care of that right now. I'm hiring him a caregiver. Huh? Full time. They'll go with him to therapy, make sure he doesn't do something stupid. And then when he's all buttoned up, I will go see him. Not that I imagine he will do anything more than stare at the ceiling and talk about constellations or that time that Cass blew a snot bubble, or some other inane shit.
1: Well, I hardly think None that- of
2: what I just said requires you to say a fucking word, Hebe. I don't need you to think. You came to me with a problem? Problem fucking solved. Very expensively, I might add. Because the one I was about to click accept application on before you hovered in is going to cost me every bit of liquidity I have right now. So it better be worth it. Now get out.
5: Great. Yeah, great. Just everything I can't camp camp do a oh, Isn't that
3: just look you and the crotch spit on your head? Okay, now, Watch everybody hands. just keep Ow. your mouth Ow. shut Ow. for a minute, what okay? What broken elbow? I I have hard I the talking stick. Now, I brought all of you together because I really don't want to have to give testimony for three courts martial or two IA investigations. You are all supposed to be on the same side here. So here's what I propose. Maddie, you get the Marines some beat cop training so that they can work with due process. The kinds of questions they need to ask all that good chairs. Reyes, you guys stop hacking into Maddie's files and try to remember that when you're on domestic soil, you don't attack the civilians. Enemy combatants only, which means only people that... Maddie tells you are actually enemies. Sound fair?
5: Are they you
6: a my fucking kidding me? I don't, time don't have I don't
2: care. I not I don't I I to us help help us. It's no it's so I not not I not do
3: If that's how you're going to be, then fucking burn it a fire, you stubborn sons of bitches! I have spent the last fucking hour trying to find out from all of you what in the hell we could possibly do to help with this mess. But the fact is, none of you fucking care, do you? I can't help you if you don't want help. So you know what? Fine. Be assholes. Be stubborn. I don't fucking care. You don't deserve my help. So sit here and stare at each other! You let me know how that goes! I'm getting a drink!
0: You
2: broke my jaw. You broke my elbow.
8: The Kingery Season 11 Episode 8 No Good Answers Featuring the voice talents of Jason R. Wallace as Hebe Justin Fife as Papa Arkell, Melissa Autumn Hearn as Allison, Andre Vernot as Jeppy, Rachel Crosby as ESI Squid, Russell Gold as Zeph, Carissa M as Reyes, Caitlin Kleiman as Chris, Christine Chester as Aaron, Alexandra Jamieson as Palace, Catherine Pride as Tithia, Christopher Gilstrap as Cal, and Alicia Lane Pickens as Madeline Gray. Sensitivity reader Christine Chester. Written by Catherine Pride. Story by Tilly Bridges with Susan Bridges, Renee Christine Jones, Pete Myland, Catherine Pride, and Perry Whittle. Kingery theme by Tom Stitzer. Elf Meditation, Cryptic Sorrow, and Music for Manatees by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Directed by Dave Morgan. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2021. Pendant Productions. The Kingery, created by Susan Bridges, Tilly Bridges, McCullough Eaton, John Harden, and Teresa J. McGarry. Copyright 2021, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.